And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. How did you go watching the preliminary finals on the weekend? It, w- it was very mixed emotions. You, you know, it's uh, unfortunately uh, regression to the statistical mean of close games doesn't have a theme song because obviously... Um, <laughs> the, 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 it would have played <laughs> at the end of the Collingwood game. Indeed, Um, and to be honest, I watched that game with a couple of Collingwood supporters, and I, I I was, you know, trying to be sympathetic for their loss while completely acknowledging. I know, and we have a sister-in-law Collingwood supporter, and a couple of cousins, aunt and uncle. Yeah, so you've got to appear sympathetic while. You know. Yeah, and, and like it, it, even aside from the the natural rivalry with Collingwood, and I can't believe I'm sure they did it just for clickbait. But Code Sports wrote wrote an article saying it's state versus state, you know, versus Collingwood. Oh God, but, which we we have talked about this years ago. Like I, it, like either that person is is from Sydney and doesn't understand AFL culture, or um, it, it's just it, it was deliberate clickbait. Or it, it's a it's a half a half formed. Thought turned into an article. Um, like the amount of like you build up these uh, rivalries and resentments over time. There's no, there's no way of shortcutting it. I mean, you know the way that the AFL prostitute its draft system for a decade um, in favour of um, the the Giants and the Suns obviously didn't help the continuing farce that is the. The Northern Academies, likewise, but you know, Fremantle—they've they've been in the the league for for nearly thirty years. I I have almost no animosity towards them. We've never played them in a final compared to how I feel about Essendon or Carlton. It's not even close. Um, but on that topic, go Swans. <laughs> yeah, look. To be honest, my my primary analysis of the game internally. Um, well, aside from um, having a financial incentive for Collingwood to lose by less than 19 and a half points, which happened <laughs> perfectly, um, was that I wanted the best possible team to play Geelong because that's the team I, I, I didn't think that Collingwood would beat Geelong. I thought Sydney had the best chance. Unfortunately, with Reed is a huge loss, and Collingwood's I know. for all this crap about the comeback. The Collingwood's comeback started when Reed went out, but my my primary, as much as Collingwood are our traditional rival. Geelong are our they're today our, rival. They're our contemporary rival, yeah. Yeah, so, so look, to be honest, if I had a choice between Collingwood and Geelong, and I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, I would have chosen Collingwood. Yeah, I probably would have too. Wow. I mean, like, I, you know, talk about Sophie's choice, but um, look, yeah. it, 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 was, it was a grim... It's going to be a grim uh, Saturday if Geelong get up because they are most. And our only consolation if they get up is they never slay the Richmond Dragon. Um, that we we will we will have ever been the one that in their minds we took away three of their flags. Well, and, we can, and maybe that's something to revisit next year. Um, the we'll we'll talk about so week and a half since our last show. Um, uh, fantastic timing. We've, we've had a couple of wins in the, the AFLW since then. Um, but before we talk about uh, those games, um, we're in very much off-season uh, phony war uh, territory. Like, there's, you know, there seems to be a fair, fair bit of happening, although 
exactly how it's all going to play out. Still, still quite unclear. We were interested in uh, Griffin uh, Loeb from uh, Frio for five minutes, which was kind of weird. Uh, well, well, allegedly we were. Allegedly, um, I mean, yeah. The, who, who, who knows? You know, a, agents certainly don't have any incentive to to downplay. Uh, any any club's interest in any player at this time of year. So that, so there's going to be some pretty funky stuff. Um, we talked about Taranto last time, and I wanted to talk about Hopper a bit as well. But um, it does like just even Richmond being linked to players is is quite different. So it does makes me feel that. There could be some some players going out as well as some players coming in in this off season. Sorry, I, I I was so upset that I I forgot to unmute myself. Everyone <laughs> around me keeps bringing up Soldo as a uh, a potential uh, trade bait. It's like it happens all the time. Um, I mean, we have uh, mutual mutual friends who say, who give me updates of the Soldo versus Arts um, jumper or, um, auction on on the Richmond. <laughs> yeah, bless. And, and I, I know I fall for it, but um, yeah, it's it, it's an upsetting time. I, I'm on tender hooks about the, the Soldo thing, but like to your substantive point there. Um, there's two things about, and this is very much your line, but I'm just reminding you and, and listeners of things that you said. We haven't got anyone substantive in since 2016. The Richmond defaults, um, aside obviously from a free agent, but a free agent is completely different because mm. you're not giving up draft picks. Um, and, you, you know, frankly, a lot of that free agency money w- was pushed back. So um, there, there hasn't been this sort of, these are what we're going after is we're going big game hunting. There are multiple prizes. They're illiquid assets because they're not free agents. So, uh, or through one of them's out of contract. Obviously, it, it it is quite a unique off season, um, unlike anything we've seen since the premiership era began. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I'll be I'll be interested. There's. You know, so, the... but sorry. Well, I was just going to say. So, one point that one piece that we moved to make sure this. Um, to allow this big game hunting to go on was uh, Cochin and Jack mm. resigned, and if, if Jack is to be believed, and players do uh, mm. sometimes exaggerate how um, how little they've been paid sometimes, but they, by all reports, they took a rather hefty pay cut in mm. Cochin's case, partly to help recruit people who will eventually replace him. But um, that obviously the the big reduction in Cochin's and Edwards' sal- uh, sorry, Cochin um, mm. and Jack's salary helped. Um, that was a Freudian slip because obviously Jack's uh, Jack's uh, sorry Edwards' salary is off the book. But that that's one of the big moving pieces. But sorry, I interrupted you. What were you going to say, Nick? Oh, look, the, so I feel like the. You know, Edwards, Lambert, Caddy going out, pay cuts for Jack and Cochin. That, you know, that that seems to pretty much get you to uh, Taranto and and Hopper. It's the, you know, us us like being linked to Logue. Like there'd, there'd have to be more players going out. I don't. I yeah. I just don't know. It's uh, but, but but I also it's like, like it's going to be busy. I think you're right, but I also think that there's probably there was probably a few of our existing players, the the mid tier guys, who probably are going up on the wage scale too. Like there's a natural. Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. Well, that that's why you sort of three three mid tier players going out and pay cuts on on two of our stars. You know, only only just gets you to two two players. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, so I I think for us, in any more players coming in means players going out, and yeah, that that's there's we've not had any senior regular senior players leave the club um, in the past five years, which which has been. Um, fantastic, but yeah, I don't know. I don't well, is that really true? I mean, like, yeah. Ellis was pretty much a, a regular for most of the time. Oh, that, yeah, that's true. He'd, uh, he'd, he'd had moments where he'd been dropped, but yeah, he's he's probably the most regular. And I mean, Higg- Higgins had been a regular and then he got dropped, ditto for Butler. Um, and and Marbs, prob- Marbs could well have played twenty games this year, but that's sort of yeah. But he would, he would still would have he still would have been the third banana in the forward line. It's a, it's the the tricky thing, and I think a big need. Be interested to see if we get any sort of key forward development prospect out of this off season because re- replacing replacing Jack's really hard while we've got Jack uh, and Lynch because there's there's. You know the structure of the forward line. It's hard to play a third, a third forward. Um, yeah, and there's only so much football to go around. Uh, and we probably would were probably about to trade the pick that we potentially could have got the guy in two year, in one or two years that could have replaced Jack. Mm. Yeah. No. Well. So yeah, the last time we talked about Tim Taranto, obviously uh, a gun inside midfielder, and then. I, I must admit, to my to my surprise, the um, seems we're the preferred destination for Jacob Hopper as well. Who's who's another inside midfielder? Um, a diff- slightly different type of inside midfielder. Like I've, I've actually like actually a traditional inside midfielder. When you think of an inside midfielder, he well, he's a, he's a really pure he's a pure bull. Like he was, I, I've really. Looked at someone, uh, and you know, I like to go back to their draft year and see all you know, their testing and see what their junior coaches said about them. And you know, he was the best inside midfielder in his draft. Um, he was a leader. He kicked the odd goal, and he's come to the AFL, and he's been a really good odd inside midfielder who kicks the odd goal. Who's who's had a few injuries this year, like it's. It, it, um, it's really, it's really so simple as it is with uh, Jacob Hopper. He's an a, an absolute elite uh, see ball, get ball, uh, inside uh, midfielder, strong strong at the contest, wins a lot of clearances. Doesn't doesn't cover as quite as much ground as Taranto does, but still still pretty good endurance. Neither of them are super fast, which is. Maybe maybe a concern, but maybe less of a concern if you if you play people like uh, Shea Bolton around them. But yeah, it it's hard to overestimate how much more uh, you know we go from being horribly dependent on Prestia to having this really deep, physical, well-rounded uh, midfield. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's it's a it, it's a big. It's a big shift. It's it's a hell of a lot of investment too. So his two banner years was 2011 and 2019, and in both those years he was sort of top. 2000 10. and 2021. Yeah. Sorry, what did I say? 2020. 2011. 
Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, tw- twenty-one. <laughs> it would have been doing. Yeah, he's he's under fourteen. Year was outstanding. Um, yeah. Uh, no, so two, twenty-one and nineteen. He's two. We, and in those years, he was um, like he was top ten in, in contested possessions. Yeah. Uh, all, all all Australian scored uh, last year. Um, so yeah, he's very good. Um, yeah. Um. So and one, and what. Importantly, okay. under contract as well, so won't come cheap. No, um, his knee injury though was was one of those ones where he had he had an operation before the season started, and then it didn't. The operation didn't stick, and then they had another one, and then he wound up playing seven games. Um, and uh, not surprising, considering he didn't have a preseason. Um, he, yeah, well, he, well off his his previous standard. So, yeah, so it is. So, so we are buying a distressed asset in some ways. We we're definitely we we won't pay the full price. We would have. We wouldn't. We definitely not, we wouldn't pay the same price we would have if we'd no, got him after at, the, at the end of the at the end of last year. No, and the GWS asking for two first round draft picks for Hoppo, not notwithstanding the knee injury as well, um, he's a year away from free agency. And if he walks, they get one first-round draft pick as, as compensation. So that's um, – and yeah. and they probably need the salary cap space. So. And, and if you go through their team, they, like they're still – even losing Taranto and Hopper, they've, they're still fine for it's inside mids. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, oh, we lost this uh, – uh, one of the top uh, a top midfielder. What are we going to do? Oh, Finn Callahan, um, you know, elite elite in inside midfielder. Why don't Why don't you step into their role? Like, yeah, exactly. They got incredible. Finn. They've got Green, younger Green. Who, unfortunately, I mean, if you had a choice, you'd take the younger Green. But um, you, you can't always get what you want. Um, so no, yeah, also the pity. Um, yeah. But it, and it's it, it's terrible. Like it, it's a game of poker, and it's sort of I'm I'm not much of a poker player. I don't play it very often. But it's kind of it, it's one of those things where you you're probably on a winning hand, but there's a and it's time to invest a lot of a, the, lot, a lot of your pile. But it's it's a risk. It it's definitely a risk. the The annual contract value doesn't worry me. Like yeah, they are both Toronto and Hopper are both very good, very good, but not great players, and that's. This is, this is what they cost. Um, the the bit that makes me a bit squeamish. Look, seven seven years for Taranto, who's twenty four. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, still still a long time, but you know, man, certainly manageable and doesn't um, doesn't take you deep into his thirties. Seven years for Hopper, who's Who's twenty five and has just had a knee injury? That's 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 the bit that worries me. Couldn't agree more. I've got nothing to add. It's what it's what I what I've been worrying about. Yeah. Um, and when we started the pursuit, we wouldn't have been able to med- medical him. You know, we would have done it after the season ended. So that that's the sort of there's a lot of information here that we don't have. Um, yeah. That, that we just hope, hope that they do. Well, of course they're doing. Oh, surely. Do, 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 of course yeah. they're doing due diligence on on it. But yeah, it is. It. it the, the the Taranto one doing Taranto one is um, yeah there's sort of an ex, not an exponential growth but sort of an additive risk here in some ways because you you're putting the two contracts on but one of them mm. they are different to each other yeah and 
Well, let's put it this way. Definitely the, of the two, the Hopper one. Look, look the, the, it, the, Hopper, the Hopper one cause, uh, definitely causes me pause. Uh, On the other hand, Nick, if you if you if they're both the same age and they both had no injury worries, which of, if you could only have one, which one would you take? I would take. Oh, one. yeah, probably. Um, I, I think you know his 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 skill set is more. Is more purely valuable. Yeah, although and more gratifying. Um, the Taranto runs covers a lot of ground and runs super hard both ways. I think. Uh, don't I, I really? And he, and he's an elite defensive midfielder. I th- actually, actually think they're a really good complement in that regard because you know Turan- Hopper's probably not going to be quite as. Uh, uh, you know, if you need if you need Taranto to go head to head with the opposition's gun, he's going to be able to do so and still win some of his own ball. Whereas I think I think you just keep it simple with Hopper and you, you tell him, you know, go go get it. Uh, essentially, so yeah, I I can see I can see how they complement uh, each other. Yeah, and I think underlying this, you've got to... oh, and they both they both kick goals at almost. They both they both kick not a lot of goals, but they certainly do kick goals, and they both kick it at almost an identical rate. So yeah, I, I guess at the end of the day, like this, you just got to hope we'll, we'll use them better, and we can get um, we can get more out of them uh, than the G. Well, we we certainly do. I feel like we've got a much better structure of a team in terms of a functioning forward line and. Uh, you know, just you know, more more pace on the outside. Like, GWS can can just look so plodding, and uh, you know, they, yeah, well, I mean, the history, the history, the recent history suggests that we will, but there's no guarantee that that will continue. Oh. I think recent you, you, you're pretty safe to say that our record of getting the best football out of players is pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly better than theirs. Um, so yeah, yes. I mean, they they have almost uh, has any team in the history of the AFL underachieved more relative to their talent. Um, uh, their fellow expansion team uh, excluded. Yeah, I know. Anyway, moving on. Um. So yeah, trade season's going to be painful. Optimistic things get done, but I did into- I did like I did like Sam Dimmer saying I won't grandstand on it. We respect them. We'll work to get it done, and which was which was good. Like hopefully that stays that way because love to love to not have that those sort of tedious argy bargy things where they where they fight till the last moment and get it done and it's all done publicly. Like I, I could do just do without that stress because I'm already like that'll just mean hours of our of our lives wasted. Uh, Refreshing Herald Sun stories about the latest trade rumours. I don't know. I, I just, and, I, I just, I want the deal done. I was want, want much information about it, and then we can analyse it. That's all I want. I know. And look, the the track record of both clubs involved is pretty good. We've we've not had any, you know, situations where you know it's come down to last minute trade talks, and they, they haven't been able to get something done. You know, Joe Joe Danaher style. Um, with uh, with Essendon, where you know his his exit was delayed a year because because uh, demanded two first round draft picks for a player who was a year away from free agency. Like mm. you know, we don't and GWS have been through this 
you know, loads of times before with high-profile players wanting to move clubs or them having to move players on because of salary cap pressures. Um, that they get, uh, they don't they don't do bargain deals for for good players, but they do get them done. So that's yeah, it's positive. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if we only get Toronto done, I I think we, but it's implied that we could live with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got, I know we've got a house. I can live with Hopper it now. and and maybe, yeah, and do we revisit Hopper in a year's time when he's a free agent? Yeah. yeah that's that's an option. But, yeah, oh, it did. It actually would almost make next, more sense next year when uh, perhaps when Koch and – anyway, well, well, this is highly speculative. But, um, yeah, well, um, now we've established the Roto as the absolutely worst thing that can happen. <laughs> Uh, anything's been. Well, I look forward to a better, better trade season than what uh, Gerard has been delivering for his fans for the <laughs> fans over the last fifteen years. Uh, fair but cheap. Um, well, speaking speaking of Essendon, um, I think the no, Nick, rea- cheap, cheap, cheap would have been uh, having an emergency podcast when Carlton delisted Liam Stocker. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, yeah, poor kid. Um, so we, we met with Bren Rutten, what, less than a week after he got sacked from Essendon and we gave him a job within two weeks. Like, And I don't, I don't know a Richmond supporter who's not pleased to have him back. Yeah, so a lot of people called up from straight away and then, of course, we brought Lambert on as well. So, you know, they're all from the Hardwick tree, but it's nice that they all want to come back and work for him. Um, so, yeah, great. And, um, I, you know, cross fingers that um, uh, I did. This was not our idea, but suggested to us by a friend that um, hopefully Essendon are still paying part of Rutten's salary, and we're getting. Oh a yeah, they are. No, quite a, uh, quite a, quite a big payout. I understand. Yeah, so that, that's definitely true. But did that mean also that Rutten took less money with us than he necessarily would have got on the open market because yeah, he's financially secure? We'll, we'll never know. But I don't know. But it's good to have him back. It'll be that they haven't announced who's going to be doing what with. Um, Kingsley having gone to GWS, but yeah, yeah, no, that'll, I, that'll I, be interesting. I can um, imagine a certain round draft pick from last year that would probably benefit from some of Rutt's coaching. Yeah, look, the, um, yeah, but does he want to do something different? Like he, he coached defence last time and did a great job. Yeah, oh, we'll, do, we'll just see uh, how they how they balance things out. Um, Ken Lambert's going into a development role, um, which, yeah, just seems great. Like the uh, that type of uh, who who could more genuinely speak to how you get the most out of your talent uh, through hard work, through um, learning your role in the team and doing the very best version of that of that role. Like it just, I think. Yeah, he he just seems, and you know, humble. Um, uh, you know, he knows he knows it's uh, not all about him. Like I, do, I just think, he, uh, you know. But look, you can you can never say anyone's guaranteed to be a success. But yeah, he's got a he's got a lot going for him. If you can, if. Exactly. You never know what an assistant coach is really like, but if you could judge them by their retirement speech, then he'll probably be excellent. Yeah. No. And um, you know, unfortunately, I've uh, it may not surprise you to know I've really scaled back my research on this year's draft class. <laughs> Just thinking, oh, all the, in, in, all in the, anticipation, all the picks might be gone. But yeah, I do. I still, I still feel like 
Um, There's plenty of kids from this year. They yeah, plenty of kids to... from this year and a few others around. Yeah, there'll be stuff to work for, and it's great. You know, and you know, we've we've seen how how well uh, uh, Ivan Maric has uh, stepped into a, a coaching role, coaching and mentor role. Yeah, um, yeah. Seems seems like a good thing. Indeed. Um, was there any other club related um, before we transition to the women? Is there anything else that you want to make? Oh, by the way, I should mention this, Nick, because uh, I normally forget to say it, and we're, we're our, con- our pods are so full. But um, Phil, uh, feel free to uh, review us, put it on iTunes or wherever oh, yeah. you listen. Um, it just helps um, get the good word out. Um, and we're on Twitter if you're not following us. Um, but was there anything else that you wanted to mention about the man? I don't think there's been any other particularly. I mean. Man Monday passed without incident, happily. <laughs> no, no, which is good. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I should say, by the way, when we're talking about who to trade out, um, so with Soldo, like, there is, if, if you want, the GWS, you didn't play that many games, but GWS have a fairly good tap rack already. Um, and Chris, yeah. yeah. Is it, it his third, he's at his third club, though. I don't know. And they are being linked to Lloyd Lloyd Meek from Freo as well, who's who is a a, a very a very large, somewhat cumbersome tap, tap uh, ruckman. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it, it's still it's not abundantly obvious. Um, oh. Look, there, there's always a there's always a ruck. Uh, merry-go-round, and sometimes it takes a while to develop. Um, but no, but it's, it's not abundantly obvious who GWS would want from us, other than Judson Clark, who we've mentioned already. Yeah, Hugo Rousmith, I've seen suggested, and yeah, that's not. They're they they're pretty lacking on uh, outside run as well. I was at I was at coming aside. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a it's a tough time of year because um, there'll be player delistings soon. Um, I think I think the best and fairest um, is in is in early October, which should be a bit of fun. Um, I well, actually, although speaking of the best and fairest, I think the top three in the best and fairest is is pretty obvious when you when you look at the coaches' votes. It's there's a there's a very clear top three of. Um, Prestia, Lynch, and, and Bolton. But um, I was actually thinking, ah, oh, who would you have as best first year player? That's a that's a really competitive award this year. Between the two, three. What's your what's your my heart saying, uh, Morris? Didn't he win it last year? Rioli. Yeah, he was a first-year player last year. Oh, that's right, because he played one game, didn't he? And a couple. Yeah. Okay, so you got Swansea. Gibkus. Mm. Gibkus Cumberland. played them. Sorry? Cumberland. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was just... I was going. I was contemplating in my head. Um, oh, well, Gibkus played the most, but Cumberland had the most impact, and Swansea finished. Swansea was great. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What would you say? I'd probably give it to Cumby. Oh, I'd probably go Gibkus. Just for the having played more games. But it's really hard. 
Really yeah, nice. Inter- interesting. Yeah. And fun- funnily enough, like it, my junior coaching days, I go back to the sort of you want to spread your awards around and you sort of think <laughs> who's least likely to win um, an award in future and you probably would give it to Cumbie. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. great question. Um, yes, always fun. Great night, and um, you know the more we uh, the more we see out some of the legends, the more these nights become special. Was yep. there anything else you wanted to mention? Matt? No, that 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 was it uh, for the for the men. So for the women, um, um, Peggy's last uh, JDS too. Oh yeah, oh that'll be that'll be emotional. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so for the women, um, pretty regulation. Win over over Hawthorne uh, at Punt Road. Um, the yeah, so so we actually to the point. I mean, Hawthorne are awful, but we did stop yeah, them. Very good. We did stop them more than the point spread, so that was good. Um, yeah, that was good. And but then um, the the Essendon game was really meaningful. Oh, look what? Yeah, well, let's you know let, let's get to the Essendon game. But look, the the Hawthorne game uh, was fun. I I really enjoyed. Um, just uh, seeing. I think uh, Ellie Ellie Shones, uh, Lee Shones, right? Um, coaches votes in three of the first four games. Um, going going fantastically well. But uh, oh, actually, maybe we should talk about both games together because that they've actually got some things in common. Like Ellie McKenzie's <laughs> taking a couple of hangers every every game. Like the Actually, I think uh, Laura Laura McClelland, well, her and Laura McClelland both got nominated for Mark of the Week this week, and actually, like Laura McClelland's better. But um, that that Hawthorne game sort of you know was pretty scrappy, and the, the inside fifty count was surprisingly even. But the way that we controlled controlled the air through, you know, Mackenzie Seymour Wakefield, even Maddie Shevlin, like yeah. Yeah, it was a fun game. I I enjoyed a nice, uh, relaxing, one-sided game against an expansion team who we were, who we were clearly better than. Um, uh, everyone's talking up Monconti uh, as the best player in the competition. Um, is it? Uh, I know. I can I can definitely see why, but yeah, I also think oh. You know, was, you know, she she hasn't been a huge, she hasn't pulled a ton of, uh, you know, competition best and fairest votes before, but she's, you know, obviously been our best player. But it, am I am I not seeing the forest for the trees? Do you think she she is at another level? I don't like. Uh, uh, when she's playing on our team against teams that are roughly our, our like she's so far stratospherically the best, looks like the best player mm. on the team. Or through to your point, Nick, I think you buried the lead a bit with Sharon that she actually beat comfortably Mon Conti as our leading percentage. Uh, oh yeah, that, that, that's true, actually, <laughs> which never happens. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is a milestone game that you know it's it's no longer Mon Conti and friends. Um, it, well, Mon Conti. Uh, Mon, Katie, and friends, um, but like Sharon's, Sharon's kicking ass. Um, so yeah, she was really good against Essendon. But I think the big test will be again okay, another big game this weekend. It's Brisbane, who are absolute class of the competition. Will be oh yeah, recent no, underdogs. But if Conti looks level above, then um, 
in against that sort of top level competition, I, I think the, the that argument um, gets a big. You know, this argument—it's certainly a debate that I think it's not foolish to have. It's not a ridiculous suggestion, but I think um, it'll get a further shot if she if she's um, she performs to an elite level, and it'll be a big test for Mackenzie as well, who was good against was great against Hawthorne, uh, good against Essendon, and um, you know, hopefully, we'll uh, uh, have another n- another good to very good game. So, like, the, the, like there's a lot of tests there. Um, and Brennan will be back. She's been injured for a long time. She was decent on her return. She'll be better for the run. Yeah, and I, I thought I thought the team was a lot better for having her as a marking target. Oh, I mean, um, like, I mean, absolutely. Like, I mean, that's part of the improvement of the team that we weren't awful without her. But it's, mm. she still makes a huge difference when she's yeah. In. And a, and against a good team, it is annoying how good we went in eleven point underdogs again against Essendon and um, and controlled the game all day. Um, Despite you know a few ner- nerves at the end, yeah, yeah, um, we started badly and then, but we controlled it and then mm. yeah, they they got. Lucky. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a, ha- ha- a howling wind to to um, the which we well, didn't get the because the wind died off in the last. So so yeah. we didn't get the the you know we we have we, 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 we were sort of value. internally handicapped. But I yeah, got, I got I got to say I really enjoy I really enjoy uh, Port Melbourne. Oh, what is it? Electric, electrical ETU yeah. Stadium. Yeah, I've, I've I actually watched the VFL um, semi final there when Jack Hart mm. got himself rubbed out for the season. Um, and Callum Colin Jones was very nice on the far wing. Mm. Um, that might recall Nick. That was the Day that uh, Barmy told about uh, ten uh, much younger port Adelaide supporters <laughs> to pull oh, their yes. heads in. Um, yeah, so good, good memories. Of, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, and you, you know, I know this is a slightly this is a culture wars to, um, uh, debate about um, how watchable um, AFLW is. And look, I'm a footy nerd; I, I find all football watchable. Um, but Give me close competitive games above games that where two more goals are scored, but the the results aren't close. Like I think mm. competitive balance is the biggest challenge. Spread out the talent evenly. How much fun are these games? The, the Geelong game, the Essendon game, the Adelaide game. They're close. They're fun to watch. It's good footy. Um, so that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, watching close competitive games because we didn't have that many in our in our first two years. Um, no, no and, they were uh, a bit they were a bit grim. And like this week is probably a big challenge. And it, and it does it, it frustrate. Honestly, it frustrated me watching Essendon. Um, like uh, the the concessions that given to the the clubs coming in now um, are are a tacit admission of how badly we got. Um, Stuffed around when we we came in. It, it, true, but like it, it is better for the comp that they're competitive. It is, it's better for the comp. I'm, yeah. Just allow me to be petty and no, 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 absolutely. But on, on the other hand, Hawthorne managed to be even worse than we were in our first season. So there you go. Well, um, yeah, but they they got an absolute swathe of draft picks um, uh, from from the AFL. They've got, they've got quite a few. You know, so so they might be good quickly. So that so they've got a well, they've got a chance chance in a couple of years to be to be really good um speaking of draft con- well not it's not draft concessions but um Essendon Essendon star signing uh Maddie uh, Presparkus um yeah she got hosking it was it was pretty pretty fun to watch yeah and um look she had a she was decent. I don't have the stats in front of me, but um, it felt like she was influential watching 
the game live. Um, I'm just checking what she had. Yeah, she had 11. So um, actually, Mackenzie had more of the footy. Yeah, yeah and uh, up, in, up until... So, sorry, I should put out, Ellie had 14. I was just implying, assuming that everyone uh, off the top of their head remembered everyone's stat line. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, I always remember Ellie's because you, I, you, I know you love her and you always talk about her, so I, I always I, make note I, of what did she have. I do deeply love her. Um, so Maddie Prisvarkas averaging 23 uh, disposals coming into the, uh, to the game, four goals um, uh, in the first three games, kept to 11 disposals and, and no scores. It, it, um, she's been a huge part of why, that, why they've been good and uh, it was a big part of why, why we won uh, on the weekend. So um, uh, Essendon do have a really good young uh, Ruckman who... Uh, was one of their leading possession winners, but um, I thought Gabby, Gabby Seymour did, you know, uh, 25 to 12 in the hitouts against someone who's 12 centimetres taller than you was was pretty impressive. Yeah, and um, should be noted, uh, and Grace and Beck Miller both uh, were injured before the game, so, you know, we weren't getting the injury rub uh, completely either. So, yeah, very meritorious win. Yeah, it was good. Um, I... I was was watching the game like I think Beth Beth Lynch has has really improved, but it is funny seeing um she like her brother isn't super fast and what it how much harder it is um trying to survive as a mid as a mid size uh, player rather than someone who's taller than almost everyone else in the competition when you're not super quick, even if you're a good footballer. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, she's yeah, she's an interesting, interesting player. She, I, I think she gets talked about too much in the commentary because of um, uh, I don't know, maybe because she played for the Great North team or because of the name recognition. But um, yeah, I, it, she's got she's got very recognisable hair as well. Yeah, um, that's true. She's she's got a yeah, she she's she's got a sort of strong. She's got uh, nice shoulders. Um, mm. she seems to run in the family. Um, yeah, but ag- agreed. Um, I'm worried. Our small forwards still aren't no, great. Um, you see, it's definitely you see it was good against the Hawks, but yeah, that that they they are struggling. They are struggling. Yeah, Steph Steph Williams. Um, she has a. Lot, I have in my notes. She has a lot of almost touches. Like she's almost almost on the verge of, you know, grabbing the ball and doing something great. Look, the the pressures have really the pressures good, and uh, the team the team as a whole. Uh, is is working well, um, you know, and we're very difficult uh, to score against, uh, which is nice. But we're also not not scoring <laughs> all that much uh, ourselves uh, across the season. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But for the first time, I feel like they're sort of um, the they they're close to their maximum output curve. Does that make it sense? like they they feel like they're pug- yeah. They're they're a really gamey team. Um, So, yeah, anyway, I'm quite enjoying it. I'm loving the competitive games. I hope we can pull something competitive against Brisbane. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I haven't seen it. Have you seen a betting one? um, Well, I'll look it up while you continue to talk about something else. Well, so um, Brisbane are on on top of the ladder with a percentage of 320, and they've they've only conceded one less point than us. Um, The problem is they've been... Far more, 
far more prolific uh, in attack. So yeah, that's that's going to be the challenge. You mentioned about Beck Miller. She was she was out with a hamstring for the Bombers game. Oh, we really really need her back. Um, uh, you know, even even though the def- the defence held up held up pretty well, I think. Yeah, I think the the concern is is going to be the uh, sort of the lesser the lesser known players and how well they they hold up under under real pressure. Um, Nick, I'm, I'm not going because um, we don't encourage gambling, but um, let's just say that the betting line looks something like how betting lines were for Fitzroy in its last couple of years in the comp, Ooh, men's comp. Really? Yeah. Thirty points. Oh, as in, as in, implied. Oh no. So, oh, the line. Yeah, the line's close too. But yeah, the implied yeah. probability of winning is pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah. Look, it, it's one. Um, it's a good test. It's a good test. Um, it wasn't great against Adelaide either, and we were in that game. Yeah, totally. Um, the, and and you sort of it's the you almost you almost trying to survive. These games relatively intact um, for the for the more winnable games. Like we're we're back at Punt Road for the Suns the week after, which um, we should we should be up to our eyeballs in. But yeah, look, it it's I've I've enjoyed it uh, as a uh, like still getting used to the timing. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm enjoying the season. I enjoyed the game. I well, enjoyed both games, but particularly uh, beating Essendon and beating uh, and continuing our streak in Dreamtime games. Uh, I deeply enjoyed. Yeah, well said. Um, so I was just going to say, with the men can't wait for the trade period to start and this be over, mm. and we move on to um, the, anal- the analysis um, period. But um, also like to see Sydney Stack resign. That will make me feel better about the world. Yeah, he he's. It it seems pretty. Pretty clear about who's going to be in resigned and not, but he's he's one that's yeah, it seems un, unclear, but yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Mm, I suspect the the we have offered a contract, but it may not be it all that Sydney wants. Oh, what he played a couple of games all year, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's a, but I, that was widely speculated, by the way. No inside information based on that. Yeah. So look, we'll uh, for our next show. Um, uh, best we'll have Jack Dyer. Evening, we'll have. Uh, it'll be, presumably be in some part of part of trade period. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, hopefully we'll we'll have games other than the Brisbane game uh, for the women to talk about. But yeah, oh, it's fun to still be talking about footy. It is, and I'm, look, I'm just looking forward to welcoming Ivan Soldo back to the Richmond team in the two, for the 2023 season. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Target. It starts with a vision. We're not locked into that. Might as well pack up and go home. You're talking about three flags by 2020. Fitzroy's played in my files than you guys. And after 13 straight losses...
Tigers are no longer toothless. Their first win for 2010. Carlo Hunt. Look at Jeffrey. He does. Carlton along the way to Sydney. West on to kick a goal from here. He does. What a start. Cutting to slow. He's gone. Not free kick, surely. In the final home and away game of the season, obliterating the Tigers by 113 points. First preliminary final in 16 long years, and they have done it. They've won. The Tigers are into the prelim. Tigers.